What's better than New England Revolution Soccer? How about New England Revolution Soccer with fireworks? Be there this Sunday at Gillette for the dazzling fireworks showcase immediately following the Revs match against FC Cincinnati. That gives the Revs home crowd something to cheer about. Make it a family affair with the family four-pack. Get four tickets, saving up to 20% off individual tickets and $68 of added value with four concession coupons. Kickoff is set for 7.30 p.m. Get your four-pack today at revolutionsoccer.net slash tickets. Welcome to New England Soccer Journal's The Goal Podcast, the podcast for serious soccer players and their supporters to help further their development and navigate their way throughout their soccer careers. And now... Here's your host, Matt Langoni. Thanks so much for joining us for another episode of New England Soccer Journal's The Goal Podcast. We've got another great guest for you today as I'll be joined via Zoom by University of Vermont men's soccer head coach Rob Dow. Rob will enter his sixth season as Vermont's head coach in 2022. He's coming off a 2021 campaign that saw the Catamounts win the America East Conference Tournament and play in the NCAA Tournament, finishing with a record of 13-5-2. Rob, welcome to the podcast. Matt, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Absolutely. It's great to have you on as we're getting closer here to the college season. Uh, it's hard to believe it's two months away right now. What's, uh, what's this time of the year, you know, June or, or mid to late June, what's that like for you? <laughs> it's funny. It's a little different this year because we have this, we have a, a USL2 team in town, the Vermont Green. So we were uh, just watching practice this morning. Um, some of our guys are on the team, like Garrett Lilly, Nolan Jimmo, Nate Silvera, Daniel Pacella. Um, you know, they're all they're all out there playing and training. So um, typically, it's ghost town, and uh, <laughs> we're, we're kind of happy to watch the soccer on Virtue Field this time of year. Right. I, I was going to mention that I knew you guys had a pretty good um, uh, list of players playing for that that team. Obviously, they're in their inaugural season. What's that like having a, a team up in Burlington this summer? It's great. Like. I think keeping you know, the continuity of soccer in town, you know, I think just breeds excitement in the game. And, um, and I love what Vermont Green's doing. Um, you've got a, a really good mission and uh, it's exciting to go to the games and our guys are excited to play for them every weekend. So um, we're, we're um, looking forward to that, like kind of uh, keeping the, uh, the fans in our, in our seats in the fall. Right. You and I spoke uh, maybe about a month ago. We were, we were kind of talking about what you have coming back in 2022. And you can kind of chalk it up to that COVID year, allowing a lot of players that extra year of eligibility. And it seems like a lot of your key players from last year are going to take advantage of that opportunity and, and come back again this fall. Yeah, we're really fortunate for that to work. I know it, there, there has to be a lot of dominoes that fall in that process of uh, master's programs, prolonging graduation, um, you know, and and having a you know a good team where you know people you know and our seniors want to invest their time and efforts to come back and uh, and have another great season. You know, it's probably could easy to say like, hey, let's go off on a high, you know, of a, of a great year in 2021. But uh, I think there's more, and there's more that our guys want to achieve. How much of that was chalked up to the fact, uh, you know, leading into the, we mentioned the team won the America East Tournament Championship and leading into the NCAA Tournament, I think you had won five straight last fall going into it. So you were really clicking and kind of gave a glimpse of, of what the potential was for the program. How much of that left a hunger in a lot of these guys um, to come back and do it again? 
Yeah, coming off the COVID season, we we had quite a bit of t- turnover in our team. We certainly, you look at the the guys who are going to have an extra year uh, with us is certainly our nucleus of our group. But we added some new faces, you know, like Ivory and Matt Black and Edu Solano, and um, you know, so th- those guys have they played a big part on the field. So I, I really credit, you know, our you know, the Garrett Lillies of the world and Nolan Jimmo's and, um, and Nate Silvera's and then there's going to be names I leave out, but I'll try to include everybody um, who carried, you know, like carried a strong culture, work ethic, commitment um, that was really easy and led that by example, easy for newcomers to come in and, um, and say like, Hey, like we, we had a challenging 2020, uh, 21 year and you need to respect, like we really, um, you know, spent, I don't know, I would say blood, sweat and tears to to keep this program in the direction in which it has been going over the last, you know, 10 years. So we've got a, a, a new group that's gotten success in a year. And we've got a, a group that's very experienced in the program that laid a foundation, you know, bringing that together, uh, I think is unique because you typically you have, you know, teams that, you know, have been really growing, you know, like I would say, you know, six, seven, eight, nine players, you know, coming their freshman year um, and growing within the program. Uh, and, you know, half of that group is, you know, learning, still learning college soccer, still learning substitution rules for internationals or learning, you know, what it takes to be successful at Virtue Field in Vermont for University of Vermont. You know, it's it's slightly different than other places and uh, what I expect out of them. So, uh, that those learning curves were still in that process, but we're leaning on, you know, that group that you mentioned that I mentioned that have been here for a long time that are coming back for an extra year. I, we continue to put more and more leadership responsibilities on them. And we will in preseason because we need to raise the bar losing to Villanova in the first round of the NCAA tournament last year was unacceptable. Um, we left plays in that field and we're hungry. When you look at a player like Alex Nagy, a great midfielder for the program, uh, drafted in the MLS Super Draft um, in, in January. He's decided to come back as well. Um, what are those conversations like? Is that uh, was that a, was that a, an interesting conversation to have with him? Was that something that he felt strongly about? Yeah. Long story short, January was pretty stressful. Um, you know, this past year for him, and uh, all we wanted to do is make sure uh, that he was comfortable in this decision. He felt like you know what. It was the right decision, um, and I think he wants to leave a legacy here at Vermont, ultimately. Um, and he has a great opportunity. really respect D.C. United for the choice they made to bring him in. Um, you know, some of the things that were – that made things more complicated and stressful was, were his uh, injury status and um, graduation, you know. So um, – that is, you know, kind of tilt the scale to coming back to Vermont, but also like he's in the he's dead center into the culture and the friendships and the connections that we have in that group. And he wants to end it end his career with that uh, nucleus um, and, uh, you know, be a part of a strong part of uh, a legacy here at University of Vermont. So we're really excited about having him back. He's a top, top talent, great human being. And uh, we, we couldn't couldn't have asked for a better guy to wear the green and gold. How do you view the um, 
the on-field matches against UNH. Are you, do you look at that as a rivalry? I mean, you guys are neighboring states. Um, New Hampshire last year spent a ton of the season in the top 10, nah, top 20, you know, in the top 10 within the national top 25. You guys played them super tight both times. Obviously beat them in the Americas Championship game, um, and I believe tied 1-1 earlier in the season. What are those matches like for Vermont? I would highly recommend anyone in this region, you know, in the media world to cover that game. There's a lot in, there's a lot in that game. Um, Friendships on both teams. uh, They play against each other or with each other in the summertime, like Seacoast United. They've got some guys, we got some guys up here from Mont Green. Um, But I got a ton of respect for what they've accomplished, you know, they certainly make the conference better every year. Um, Mark and I worked together at Southern New Hampshire University. We played together for the New Hampshire Phantoms. We played against each other uh, when we were in college. Uh, we know each other really well and that staff. We got a lot of respect for each other. But on the field on game day, like it's competitive. Like it is, um, you know, you kind of think like, you know, do are we really friends? You know, but no, nah, I'm going there after the game is always, you know, we always, um, you know, come back to a, a really good, uh, you know, re- really, right. really good communication level. So, right. um, so anyway, going back to it, it's an, it's, it's a rivalry, you know, like no doubt about it. And, uh, it's one we circle every year and, uh, look, I, I, I credit our players for stepping up and be prepared for that game. But that's not the only game that we, you know, we need to step up for. We got Syracuse at home this year. We got Irvine at home, um, down at Princeton on the road. You know, Ivy League champions. So it's, um, you know, but certainly teams like UNH uh, prep us for NCAA tournament games and uh, any other, you know, big teams we have coming in. Now you played at Maine. You were an America East player, um, coaching in the league for a long time. How far has this league come? I mean, it's. It's fair to say it's it's maybe a little underrated with the with the national profile it has right now. I mean, it's it's become a really good league in my view, but you've kind of experienced it firsthand. How far has it come over the last decade, decade plus? Yeah, remembering back 2016, like the league was, you know, yeah, Lowell wasn't eligible for playoffs, but I mean, they they won the league, and uh, Albany had a great run. We were in the tournament. UNH was really good. Like. Um, we need to get back to that level, I think, to continue to have more respect, but certainly underrated, you know, as even when I started here in 2012, like you're looking at the RPI rankings, the average RPI, you know, we're, you know, we're in the, we're in the hundreds. Now we have multiple teams, you know, in the top 75 and, and, you know, uh, but if we can get, I think, you know, like becoming a household name, the conference becoming a household name, we need to have uh, three, you know, four teams in conversation at large what's it's funny i had the the guys from vermont green fc on the podcast maybe about a month month and a half ago or so and we were kind of laughing about just the vermont culture and it's you know it's like it's a different animal i mean it's a it's great i mean i love burlington is one of the great great cities in in new england and really one of the great cities in the country it's just a fun place what's the recruiting techniques used to recruit up to Vermont. I mean, what, what, what do you, how do you try to sell the area to, to players? Oh, it's easy, right? <laughs> so it's no, no problem. The winter months, no problem. You know, like, ski, ski, ski. Um, the best part about Vermont, Chittenden County, Burlington is the community. So we lean, we lean on that. We try to replicate that. 
Um, I think we're we're blessed and fortunate to be a destination school where, you know, on the weekends our guys spend time with each other. At nighttime they spend time with each other. That that certainly makes our team closer. Uh, we encourage it. We support it. Um, but we've also, you know, like the, the state of Vermont and, and 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 especially you know Burlington, you know, embraces us. Our games are exciting to play at. We certainly sell that. That's important. Uh, it matters to the university how we do, um, and uh, they stand behind it. They support us. So it, when we get kids on campus, and it's they can feel that community and culture immediately. So. Um, that's something that we feel is a major strength of ours. It's funny. In a, in a previous lifetime, I was a I was a college basketball radio announcer and for UMass Lowell, and we used to make those trips up to UVM and pack into that gymnasium. And you know, there'd be thirty five hundred, four thousand people in that gymnasium, but it was loud, it was rowdy, it was a great atmosphere, but it was also like a polite app. They, were, you know, it was respectful. It was loud and rowdy, but respectful, and they knew basketball. And I just feel like. That's Vermont in a nutshell. You touched on that community atmosphere. Is that is it just is there just a sense of pride at that university? Uh, you know, for the athletes and anybody who's playing sports at UVM. Yeah, I think that's that's the piece. When I became the head coach, I felt like maybe I underrated was the responsibility I had, the team had to the community. Because look, they they know they our fans want to know who we're bringing in, where they're from. <laughs> Uh, what languages they speak, um, and they, they just want to make a connection. I know this person, you know, it's probably two or three degrees of separation, and they're just going to be hungry to to get inside, you know, and and, and meet our group. So um, I, I definitely uh, have really enjoyed that. The connections I made in friendship, friendships that have been established from just the interest that come into the program, um, you know, we've got some really, really special guys who support us. And um, I think that's unique, you know, and for a mid-major, um, you know, I know basketball experiences it, you know, they've got a great, great following hockey. I mean, the, the history of that program and, um, and not to mention like we, our, our department had six, you know, titles uh, this year, you know, men's women's cross, men's women's soccer, men's basketball, skiing, you know, and it, it's a it's a real special area to play college sports. What's the what's the culture you've tried to kind of instill in the program um, at, at Vermont? What are the, the main principles you try to provide to your players? Yeah, I want to I want to just segue from what I was saying. The culture of the family community part is like, you know, the, <laughs> I'm not a Liverpool fan, but you never walk alone. (laughs) That sets the stage here. Um, But uh, it's hard to say it out loud, but I'm a United fan. It used to be easier to say that. (laughs) Not so much anymore. Um, Well, we're getting better. We're getting better. Um, It's a process. Anyway, yeah, it's a a process. (laughs) So, look, I I, I leaned a lot, and I talk about those special, you know, connections. You got a guy like – uh, Ryan McKeachin, who still lives in Vermont and Bristol, not far away, and listening to the stories in which you know his his teams, you know, kind of talk about and why they were success, successful. You know, Vermont was always the hardest team to play. Like, you know, it's it's a tough trip. We're tough, you know, players. We're committed. We're a team, you know, together. 
And uh, I learned a lot from that. And I, I, that was something, you know, I was going through the process of being head coach. I was, you know, determined to keep that tradition, you know, adding to that, you know, I felt, felt like we needed, you know, some more technical skilled players, you know, guys that with more experience, um, you know, on the field. And I think that's really, really helped. And, um, and in my personality, you know, um, I was a hockey player and a soccer player growing up, uh, you know, and Adrian Dubois, and he's another great New England name, our associate head coach. You know, he, he played at UNH. I hate to say that out loud, but he played at <laughs> UNH. And, and he was just, he was a tough player that's committed to the game. And I want those personalities in a group, you know, guys who are resilient, guys who are committed, work harder than everybody else. Um, so that, you know, you get in here and you can just immediately extract your instincts towards that direction of, of the culture of values, commitment, hard work, and, uh, and being a consistent high performer. So um, I, I feel like that's established. We can always get better at it. Um, and, uh, you know, University of Vermont, I, I, when you come play us and we go on the road and play, we just hope that those values come through. New England's soccer journals, The Goal, will return after this. Hey, here's a great new idea in fundraising. Soccerhead's New England Comedy Fundraisers. This is better than a stand-up show. It's an event that your community will never forget. You'll get soccer-themed comedy with Paul Nardizzi, who has been on Conan O'Brien, and Nesson Comedy All-Stars, along with Dave Radigan from Serious Radio Comedy, and Jim Ruberti. There will also be giveaways and all sorts of extras. Want to make money for your soccer club and have fun while doing it? Email the guys at SoccerHeadsNewEngland at gmail.com. That's SoccerHeadsNewEngland at gmail.com. Are you serious about playing your sport in college? Do you need a flexible education that allows you to maintain your practice and competition schedules while also preparing you to succeed at the next level? You should check out the University of Nebraska High School. UNHS is accredited and offers more than 100 online courses, including NCAA-approved courses to protect your academic eligibility. Students could earn a UNHS diploma or take a single course for transfer credit. Courses are college prep, self-paced, and available 24-7, 365. Enroll anytime and take up to a year to complete a course. Visit highschool.nebraska.edu today. Looking to keep up with all the latest news and information on New England soccer? New England Soccer Journal and AnySoccerJournal.com are the premier resources for information and inspiration on the New England soccer scene. Have every issue of New England Soccer Journal, the magazine, delivered to your home or office. And don't forget to stay in the game every day with a digital subscription to AnySoccerJournal.com to receive soccer coverage on clubs, college commits, prep and high school, division one, two, and three colleges, showcases, rankings, and so much more. Get in the game and behind the scenes now by going to anysoccerjournal.com. Just click on the subscribe button and start the subscription that is right for you today. New England Soccer Journal is a Siemens Media publication. Siemens Media, inspiring, informative, insightful. When you guys have road trips, where, where do you fly out of when you have to make a, you know, a long road trip from Vermont or another 
great thing about UBM is <laughs> five minutes down the road is their airport. Wow. Wow. So yeah. you do so that so it's easy, so it's not hard to get uh flights out of Burlington to, to go to where you need to go. Not hard at all to wow. get out, you know, get in, but you know <laughs> it's a commuter airport, you know, we could get stuck in JFK or you know, Atlanta or sure, you know, Chicago pretty easily. But uh <laughs> I'd say that's ever happened. Yeah. Anyway. Um uh, yeah, that, it's right that, there. It's that, awesome. That's good. That's convenient. Um what a kind of with with everything you have coming back um from last year what's kind of the the motto of the team right now i mean how are they feeling do they is it like unfinished business do they feel like sky's the limit with potential here what what's the message you're getting across as we get closer to the start of the season i wanted to make it really clear that ev every year you you have a different team right you can't you can't lean on you know, the exact formula in which you had in the previous year. And, uh, and that, that's kind of, I think that's harder to understand than you think. So last year we had, it certainly had a motto and it was something that stuck through us is um, uh, doing the right things when no one, no one's around, you know, and we had a, you know, a symbol of pounding the rock, you know, when we could exemplify when someone made a, a 60 yard, you know, defensive tracking back run and couldn't really see it on film, but we caught it, you know, live, you know, we would exemplify that. And that's something that things are under celebrated, but that makes an impact, even if you don't see it. So um, we're certainly going to, you know, build off that, but the we raising the bar, like our expectations for this group, the potential in which they have, I, you know, I, I almost think they don't know, you know, they don't see it enough and they need to have the confidence to going into the game, no matter what we, have, we're exercised in our process. We're a process-based team. Um, we're going to go, you know, win or lose on Saturday. We're going to show up on Monday, have a, uh, you know, a, uh, a full workload uh, to prep for the next week. And, um, you know, we can't look back or we can't look forward. We've got to be in the now. And if we can do that, if that's something we can collectively buy into, you know, come watch the games. What do you view the style of of the program as? I, I, defensively, I think you had some great performances last year when you needed them. Um, just really stepped up when you had to. Limited limited goals for the opposition. But how do you view the style when you're at your best? There it is, right? So we we raised the bar in terms of our attack uh, in the off season and went through some learning curves. And I really I really felt like we accomplished a lot because we put guys in uncomfortable positions. Certainly a strong defensive team. We'll keep that, you know, core and, 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 um, and uh, you know, stress on keeping balls at the back of the net and soccer. That's always the best way I believe to win. Uh, but at the same time, like obviously there's a target on our backs and, you know, teams are going to have lower line defenses. We need to be comfortable with unbalancing groups, you know, on and off the ball. So uh, we're working on that and we'll need to continue to work on it in, uh, in preseason. We have a story on your goalkeeper, Nate Silvera, in our up- upcoming issue of the magazine, which, which comes out this month. Um, how important is it to have an experienced uh, goalkeeper who's been there, um, knows what to expect, has kind of been through all the, all the battles? How valuable will that be to have Nate back? Yeah, such an important player for us. Like, I think that you look at Nate, and he's really, he's involved. Like he has a story of coming to our program and developing and getting an opportunity and being fearless and prepared. 
you know, and I think that's so hard for our young players to come in to the senior level, academy level, to the senior level, and to be like, hey, look, you know, this is my shot. I just need to focus on the things that are, you know, going to help my team win. And um, Nate did that every time he got an opportunity to be on the field. He's a gamer, you know. Uh, we exemplify, you know, his leadership. He's a great person, you know. He's a guy that, you know, has a great connection with our, um, our team impact uh, player, Max White. And um, he's, you, you know, I think that there's a lot of people back in 2000, I think it's 18, um, who felt like, wow, Nate, he's got a lot of work to do, you know. Uh, he asked the senior group, you know, where he's going to be, you know, in three, four years, um, Merrick's goalkeeper of the year, you know, may, may not be that, that, you know, that projection at that time, but like where, where we can tell Nate's story and for us to make our team better is that if you, you know, you stick to working hard and in the gym and every practice being hungry to learn how to be a better goalkeeper you know, that has impacted every part of his game. And when we go into the, we go into any, any game, we just know we have someone who's, um, has an experience, fearlessness, poise, like his poise, it just doesn't get rattled, um, is, uh, you know, is a major catalyst towards winning games. Uh, you know, you talk about it, like if you got a goal score, you know, a, a nine that, you know, you can always score, you know, you, you're going to be in the game. Well, if you got a goalkeeper that, you know, can always keep balls out of the back of your net, like what an important role that is. And, um, will that'll be a big hole to fill when Nate leaves. Luckily you don't have to think about it for another year. <laughs> um, Nate's a Rhode Island guy, um, Alex Nagy, New Hampshire kid. Um, how important is taking care of New England when you're out on the recruiting um, fields and looking for players. I mean, obviously, we're this is a, a talent rich region of the country. You see it with the club soccer. You see it with the academy soccer. Um, how much of a priority is that for you to make sure you recruit well in New England? New England's our number one target. I want to be clear with that. I think you can see that when our rosters over the last five years. Um, I mean, I, I I looked, you know, probably a couple of years back, I, I felt like we had close to the most amount of New Englanders for Division One men's soccer program on our roster. So um, we are scouring, you know, every state, you know, in this region. Um, so, you know, Joey Morrison, you know, Yarrett Lilly, you know, uh, incoming recruit Andrew Miller, you know, he's placed with the Revs. And, um, yeah, there's, there's, there's so many – I, I, that's important to me. There's a lot of different aspects of why it's important to me, but most of all playing in their region means more to them. Like that, they know the rivalries, they know Vermont, they know, they, they really respect it. Um, we retain those kids really well. Um, and by, you know, dominating this region, like it's just, uh, they're passionate about it. So, I can I can find more and more top you know, talents in this region to continue to to carry that, or we are going to you know continue to do that for the, the long run. Something you and I have talked about uh, previously was not only the success of your program but also the success of Vermont's women's program. 
Um, kind of the symmetry was was incredible last fall. They also beat New Hampshire in the America East Championship game, played in the NCAA tournament. What was that like to have two soccer programs on one campus that found that kind of success? Yeah. I way the, the dominoes fell in the scheduling, I got to go to the championship game for the women's soccer. I don't know if you've seen pictures and, and the environment that was in the stands. Unreal. Yeah, yeah. Unreal. And our and our guys went and they had like a traditional like European, you know, supporters group um singing. You know, uh, it was, we, we, we tried to, uh, just be in, you know, the moment with the, with the women's team and, and be as excited, excited as they were. And what a season they had. Christy's done a fantastic job, you know, with the program and, uh, but you know, they won. So we were like, we're going down, you know, UNH. So we got a lot, a little more pressure. On us <laughs> you want to be where they are. And we responded to that pretty well. Uh, and it was, they, the women's team came down to watch us, which I thought was special. So there it is, you know, like that connection and community with us is, continues to be exemplified. And what's, the, what's your relationship with uh, UVM's women's guy? Are you guys pretty tight? You guys like kind of root for each other's teams. You and the, the women's coach, are you guys pretty uh, friendly with each other and just kind of cheering each other on typically? Is that just, you know, rooting for each other? Is that going to that whole community thing? Yeah, we have, Christy and I have a lot yeah. of respect for each other. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what are kind great, of great player too? Yeah. Hey, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's the plans for the rest of the summer here? Um, you know, two months to go. Where, where do you guys go right now to prepare um, for that? I mean, because it really creeps up. I mean, mid August, right, or mid to late August, you guys are opening the season, and there you go. The marathon is on at that point. So, what's uh, what's July going to be like? Summer camp. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's not as interesting to talk about. Yeah. Um, we uh, look starting July first. Guys will start to trickle back into town. Start working with our strength coach. Um, look, Burlington's an amazing place to be in the summertime. You know, get to the beach, do some you know, cliff jumping and rope swing stuff down on the lake, um, Church Street, etc. So we'll see. We'll see. You know, handful of guys come back after the Fourth of July, and then that. You know, two weeks later, we'll have, you know, at least half the squad, you know, back. So um, love seeing them. Like, look, just like talking about how excited we're. Nolan Jimmo showed up in the office and just wanted to chat about like, hey, what's, you know, what's what's happening? What's the latest? Um, what are we doing for preseason? Are we going away? These types of things. And, you know, their excitement, get, you know, gets us out of the weeds a bit and, and to be excited, too. So um, that's, you know, that's typically it. I got to take a vacation. That's important you know, <laughs> in between some some of the camps, um, but uh, yeah, that's what's happening. What are the uh, what are the three best things to you about being a Vermonter? Ben and Jerry's one of them, or no? Oh, that's <laughs> a great, great question. You know, wow, I've never I've never been asked. I I, I touched upon like the community part yeah. like a, a lot in this, you know, and my family has really reaped the reaped the benefits of that. And, uh, you know, and our family has a lot of really close, close connections in the, in the community. Um, I love that part. Um, I mean, our, our midweek visits to Ben and Jerry's and church with my son, he sits in the VW bus that they have in the shop. There is priceless, <laughs> absolutely priceless. Um, you know, 
you can't argue with some of the microbreweries they got in town. But Absolutely. You can, edit, you can edit that out if you want. But. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll let that stay. That's, that's a must. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I enjoy that. Um, and uh, look, I, I love uh, like I love the staff, the coaching staff, administrative staff in this department. Like when we go into the office here, we we share knowledge. Um, you know, we, we, we get the banter part, just like our, you know, our team does in the locker room. We got a bit of a locker room here upstairs. So with the coaches and, um, I, I, I've haven't experienced that many other places and it keeps, it definitely keeps me here in Vermont. Well, hey, Rob, I, I appreciate the time, and uh, I know we're getting close, so I'm, I'll be talking to you a bunch coming up, and I'm, I'm looking forward to the upcoming season. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate having me, um, and uh, looking forward to hearing from you again. Absolutely. Thanks again to Rob Dow for joining the podcast and engaging in a great conversation with us. I'm Matt Langoni. Thanks for listening. New England Soccer Journal's The Goal Podcast is produced by Steve Safran and is a Siemens Media Production. You've been listening to New England Soccer Journal's The Goal Podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to our podcast. Or visit anysoccerjournal.com forward slash podcast. Siemens Media. Inspiring. Informative. Insightful.